All right. Yeah. So uh, we were going to, you know, do some role play today. And then um, as I drove out of the wilderness yesterday, literally wilderness, um, where I was unplugged, I came into the information about what was going on in D.C. So I, you know, I'm mourning and I'm. I'm curious if that's something that you would like to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely like, it's with me. Like it sits with me. I had to, I had to, you know, call my empathy buddy yesterday. Um, Cause I had a little, you know, frustration and anger and had to get that process through my system. And I, and telling myself other people are sitting like with some of those emotions as well. And I'd love to kind of address it. And I'm a little nervous about addressing it. So I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> you can be the one to kind of like. Well, the first thing that came to me, Cece, is that, that we need to mourn, that I need to mourn. And the mourning process in NBC is a celebration of that need that isn't present. So you're grieving and yet celebrating that there is this need out there, but just doesn't happen to be present in the situation that you're mourning. And for me, in this situation that we're mourning, there wasn't peace, there wasn't compassion, wasn't love, and and many more, but those are the three that, that came really alive for me in my heart and the heartbreak that I'm feeling for everyone involved. The choices that led people to um, act violently and to not have the ability to mourn so that they could make a different choice. So this is very striking to me and those three needs when I think of them when I celebrate them you know the celebration of love and everything that it is to me in the world I mean just being in nature for two days and um, looking at the, the actual love that nature exudes just to grow just to be is one example and I'm, I'm going to pause that I'm not preaching at you <laughs> but engaging with you so I'm wondering how, how is this to hear so far um I think with the morning part I'm like when I hear it I'm a little confused and could probably use some more like information for clarity on the, I guess, how to utilize, like, like how to mourn or get to a point of mourning when maybe you still have a little anger. Yeah, well, it, there's many different ways, and and one is like you addressed is to to how it seeks some empathy first, and um, what empathy does, whether it's self empathy or empathy from another is it connects you to the needs that are unmet or met in this situation unmet and 
I did some self-empathy work. So I, I acknowledge these are the needs that are unmet for me in a situation. And then at that point, I have a relationship with those needs. Needs are actually qualities of being with words wrapped around them. So when I say peace, I know what that quality is. I've either experienced it or I can imagine it. And having a relationship with that quality and knowing that that quality, that need is not met in a specific situation. I can then grieve and at the same time I'm celebrating that there is this need, this quality of being that's available to human beings. So it's kind of the process. And then when I mourn, well, sometimes it's loudly, meaning I'm, I'm, I'm screaming, I'm crying, I'm wailing. And sometimes it's weeping and just a, a sweet sadness that washes over me. And since I had the uh, opportunity to do it in my car alone as I was driving back to Albuquerque for three hours, I went through all different levels of that morning and different cultures have different ways of mourning. We generally think of it as, you know, when someone passes or, or, or dies or transitions. And yet it's a process that I believe in nonviolent communication teaches that it's necessary on a daily basis. Okay. Is so that helpful? Yeah. And I'd love, I guess, to like give a little reflection just to make sure I, I caught it. Great. Okay, so what I kind of heard you say was that when we are like kind of moving into like a state of mourning, it's it's about us. It's about finding out what needs are met and unmet for us and more so self-reflection. And it's not like the mourning in the sense of like kind of what we're used to. It's an inner process. Um, it's kind of like the first part I heard. And then... The second part was like, hey, you had time to be in nature and you were um, self-connected and had also the time in your car to like be by yourself and get even more connected with what was met and unmet for you and peace, love and compassion. Those needs weren't met. And so you're mourning those. And when, or I'm going to say when, because I'm optimistic, but when more people can be in touch with that process and themselves we may see more love and compassion and peace um even in moments of frustration what is that kind of it yeah i think you've 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 captured it and it is a process so it's not one and done or um even in my own self like okay i've mourned yesterday so now i'm okay no as i move through the day and hear conversations or read something on the news or work with clients, it may strike me again. This absence of of a need or absence of a quality of being and my heart may mourn. And with with the mourning, you know, this the stories, the evaluations, the judgments that we have, that's okay too. We're allowing space for all of these thoughts and everything without remaining attached to them. And I think what we, you know, what we witnessed in our country yesterday was people getting attached 
to thoughts and stories and making enemy images of other people, their neighbors, and acting on that. And if we can implement the process of mourning, the process of nonviolent communication, in my experience, we can work these things out before we pick up weapons or before we direct our thoughts at other people. Um, you know, on my, on my hike yesterday, actually, before any of this was called to my attention, um, I was thinking about, about human beings and being a human being and the choices that we have. And I was like, you know, there really can't be right or wrong because there's such a mess of choices out there. There's such a big ball of humanness. And if I, you know, if I make one choice that is against your opinion or your thought or your belief system or how you were raised, and then I'm called wrong for making that choice, I, it's not embracing the fact that I'm human. So I, I, I really think we have to take a step back and look at, um, you know, being human cannot have within that framework a right and a wrong and that we we lead with doing the best that we can in vulnerability and courage and what i what i see lacking a great deal in our leadership these days is uh vulnerability i see this you know uh false courage is what i would call it that that jackal honesty we were talking about rather than um actual vulnerability, which is a key to having true courage. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on seeing the jackal honesty and like the pack mentality we spoke about and moving fast um, and kind of recognizing, yeah, it does take a lot of courage to see all of that taking place so fast and saying, hey, time to slow down. Let's let's be real like and get into that giraffe honesty mode because it's scary well that's me it's scary for it would be scary for me i imagine it could be scary for someone else as well i guess when i hear it that way it puts me more at like a place of curiosity (laughs) yeah thanks for saying that That actually that hit my soul (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know this this thing about being human i don't think anybody has it figured out you know I've studied the philosophy from Aristotle on and you know it's just a conversation a dialogue that philosophers are having back and forth about who am I what is this yeah so it's kind of like I always hear you say it, but like hey it's this is a process it's ongoing it like doesn't really ever come to a point of like okay I think I'm done now um so there's always opportunity for growth every day and that's what I hear when you share about like you know all the philosophers like constantly questioning like hey like who am I what's happening today where do I go from here what's my purpose so I guess after hearing all that um I'm curious to like go through a process and thinking that maybe we could do like a giraffe honesty and jackal honesty like role play conversation what do you think that would be great, Cece. You up for that? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You want to be the jackal? Ooh, I'd love to be the jackal. All right, so go I ahead and give me some giraffe. jackal honesty. I don't care about what it is. I'll put my giraffe ears on. Okay. Um, how about, you know what? Wearing masks is just stupid, and it doesn't make sense. Like, everyone's going to get it no matter what, so... 
What you're doing is stupid. I'm just being honest. Ah, thanks, Cece, for your honesty. I appreciate that. Yes, I hear that, you know, uh, that there's kind of a helpless feeling to this whole COVID. And for you, wearing a mask isn't really going to stop the inevitable. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. Do you feel maybe a little bit frustrated or powerless? Yeah, like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I imagine that you 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 want some some ease in your life, like breathing freely and um, even efficiency. Like God, getting that thing, finding it out of your purse or your car or whatever, putting it on can be a real pain. Yeah, like I just want to be able to walk outside my house and. That's it. I don't have to run back, find that stupid mask, and then run back in my car, make sure I put it on. And it kind of takes for you, like, the choice away. You know, you want to have some choice in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I deserve some choice. Mm -hmm. So what I would do, um, I'm going to step out of the role play for a second, is just say the same things that the jackal said, but in giraffe. So if I'm um, CC talking about my my opinion on masks, I might say, you know, this is uh, this is really frustrating and annoying to to wear these or to be mandated to wear these. Um, you know, I'm telling myself that everyone's going to get this, so it doesn't really meet my need for safety, and it certainly doesn't meet my need for like freedom and and ease in my life. And I'd really like some some understanding around this. So how does that sound in comparison to how you showed up <laughs> as a jackal? It re- well, what I tell myself is that it requires a lot more self-connection because the jackal seems like it's easier. And I know from my personal experience that being in giraffe is actually like more, re- <laughs> well, these are my evaluations from my experience, but like more rewarding and there's more flow in the conversation when I come from draft. Yeah, ultimately it meets the needs for efficiency and ease to be able to express what you want to say. I said the same thing that you said. You know, you said, we're in a mask, stupid. Everyone's going to get it. <laughs> I said the same thing in a different language that's probably going to connect me to the person I'm speaking with. And then I don't have to carry the story because then the person's going to hear me and they don't have to agree. I could be sitting here with my mask on, you could be sitting there with your mask off, and I can hear you. And then there's a possibility that after I hear you, you might want to hear me. So let's try you just hearing me after I've already kind of connected with you. We up for that? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is like the other side where like we've connected and then you're going to like, okay, like here's my side of it. Yeah. And I'm going to do it though in, in giraffe, unless you prefer that I do it in jackal. Want me to do it in jackal and you want to, you want to be the giraffe? I'm a little nervous. Um, and I'm I'm willing to try. (laughs) Great. That's the vulnerability and courage I was speaking about earlier. (laughs) Okay. So here I am got my mask on and I'm a jackal you know I don't know why people are out here not wearing masks they're in, in idiots you know we could totally slow this thing down we could protect each other but all you know these people are just caring for themselves you know you CC I don't understand like I don't understand why you why you're out here being stupid I know you're a smart person but you know that's a stupid choice 
I'm going to step out. Whoa, now I'm going to step back in. <laughs> yes, it's, it sounds like you're really frustrated and, and confused as to why I'm not wearing my mask. And, yeah. Yeah, and um, needing some clarity and some maybe self-responsibility. No, I need some, I need people to, to like wear their masks so that we, we people are stop dying. I mean, we have overflowing hospitals. I mean, good gosh. What do you guys know in Arizona? You've overflowed your hospitals. Now you're sending them to New Mexico. So we're overflowing. Like, you know, we need to be responsible here. So, you, yeah, you want responsibility. You're seeing hospitals overflowing. You're seeing, you know, Arizona hospitals overflowing, people getting flown to New Mexico, and you're really wanting people to show some care, and showing care would be wearing the mask. Is that what you're saying? That's, yes. And then I'm going to stop and step out because I got so shocked that I hit it and I need help. This is me tapping in. Help me. Care. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was also, as I was screaming there in, in Jackal, you know, I, there's a need for safety. There is a need for um, shared responsibility, care, like you said, health. You know, when I was sitting here calling you stupid, maybe I wanted some understanding. It never sounds like what I really need because I'm usually, when we're in jackal, we might be blaming the other side or the other person. We might be shaming them. We're definitely evaluating. We're in the right and wrong. So you have to do a lot of work as the giraffe to go, okay, I'm going to navigate through this and land on what's important to this person because I know there's something important to them because we go back to what are we always doing? We're either in the service as a human being of trying to meet a need or we're in gratitude for having a need met. That's it. That's simple and that difficult. Yeah, I'm glad that we did it because I always appreciate practice and it kind of was like a way for me to, you know, gain a little courage today. Yeah, and to model that, you know, vulnerability isn't, you know, oh, I'm vulnerable and now I'm courageous. It, it's scary and it is nervous and it doesn't sound perfect. And that's the beauty of it is that, you know, we get to do this. We get an opportunity to do this every day if we show up. If we're hiding behind our screens or we stay, you know, locked away or we don't engage in dialogue, then we don't have the opportunity to be courageous. So you just saying, okay, I'm nervous. That's so authentic and honest. That That's pure giraffe honesty. It's like, I'm nervous right now. And I'm really longing to like show my competency. And, um, you know, maybe I'm telling myself a thought that, that I'm not going to be able to do it. Yep. <laughs> and that's why we practice. <laughs> yeah. And it's always nice when I can recognize that I'm like, okay, I need to step out and step in. But what was interesting for me in that is like how excited I get when I hear someone's need I was so excited I was like oh care I did it I was done we did it and then you're like looking at me like there's more here I'm like I know but I just want to celebrate this one because I did it also when you land it slows me down like I was in my my jackal mode and when you landed with care I, I said yes and then it slowed me down because it's like oh yeah yeah I need care yeah. And and you find that when you're making a connection with another human being, they're coming at you rapid fire, jackal speed, and you, you land something, it tends to help them slow. 
and then they might you know repeat the same thing again or a different version and you you land again with a, a connective guess and they slow down some more and then eventually you get to this point where there's this flow back and forth and the person has been hurt and then you have the opportunity to be heard. You can't be heard if the other person hasn't been heard and vice versa. So that stepping out that you named is a great example of like, whoa, I'm gonna need like some self-empathy, some self-connection. Can I just like take a breath, maybe not do a full like self-empathy practice, but enough to know that getting a little bit, you know, hot here or too nervous and need to just take a deep breath, come back in, that's important. Yeah. And like, I, I can't speak for anyone else but myself, but I know that I went like, when I go through that experience, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to shut down right now? Like, I want to keep going in this conversation. (laughs) So it's really important for me to try and like, get that slow down moment. But then sometimes when I get it, I'm surprised and I'm like, oh, now what? Where do we go from here? (laughs) Can we just stop now? (laughs) is there more and then you know you get taken it back because they're like yeah and so now and i'm like oh we in okay tap back in tap back in (laughs) it's baby steps and our our communities you know like the pause that i just did we find it uncomfortable when people pause especially over you know these this zoom the way that we're connecting now and or speeches or, you know, on the news, any any pause is like, whoa, what's wrong? Our hackles are up, our vigilance kicks in. And my belief is that we those moments of pause, you know, they give us the time to go, well, do I wanna say this? Do I wanna be, you know, do I wanna express, you know, everything that's going on or do I have a minute to, to process this inside? Oh, so it's like a self-connection time. Like instead of going to like your head and letting the thoughts run wild, it's time to like go to your heart and just be like, hey, how are you feeling? What are you needing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm remembering times that I've, you know, I've been in, in front of groups of 30, 40, 50, and I've gone to say something when I go, I'll say out loud. I'm not sure I want to say that. Give me just a moment. Or do I want to say this right now? So I'm acknowledging, I'm going to take a pause, maybe uncomfortable for you. I just want to check and see if I want to say this. Not because I'm keeping any truth from you, but is it going to be the most connective is what I'm asking myself. You know, is this going to land with this group? Am I going to stimulate more than I can handle right now? That's a responsibility that I take on as a facilitator when I walk into a group or an organization or community. And sometimes I will say that thing that could stimulate. And I know that I'm resourced enough. I'm ready to to handle whatever stimulation comes up. I'm ready to, to engage with the person and stay with them as long as it takes. So I make use of the the pause and the interconnection as as much as possible. Oh, that's so good to hear. Seriously, I was like, oh, <laughs> similar to the first part you said, like I jump into like, hey, what's wrong? Why are you quiet? So just being like, okay, cool. Some silence, some me time, some you time. Today's a whole day of things just hitting different. <laughs> There's a lot going on in our world and you know I, I hope for us all that we can we can connect with communities and, and practice 
having conversations and dialogue, listening circles, whatever it takes to to process all of these emotions and thoughts and evaluations and unmet needs. Because I do know that peace is available to us. And I do know that compassion is available. And that love, in fact, is available. It's a need. Yeah. And then we just need the process to help us get us there sometimes. Support. Um, Knowing that, and I guess I'd love to, like, share about your practice group and your workshop. Sure. Yeah. For the practice group, people can reach out to me and at uh, stars.organizer at gmail.com. That way I can ask uh, what your experience is with NBC and, um, and, and kind of see what the comfort level is and make sure it's a good fit for the practice group at the moment. I also have a couple of things coming up. Uh, they're on my website at karenstars.com. We have Dancing with Your Jackals, which is a fun three weeks of three Saturdays in a row of being with our evaluations, judgments, and giving them the freedom so they can then show us what it is we do need. So we will practice some self-empathy and empathy as well. We have Mediation 2 series coming up in February. So if you had done the Mediation 1, please come back. And if not, if you have some... Uh, NVC style mediation experience. Again, reach out to me at Karen at stars.organizer gmail.com and I will see if you're ready for this class. We'll have a mediation practice group, which is going to be a lot of fun where people can bring their real life situations and that is separate from the class. It'll be running uh, concurrently every other week. And then the uh, religion too. So this is a course that I've done with my colleague Jamil about religion and needs consciousness where uh, needs consciousness and spirituality align. So any faith or non-faith, you're invited to come. We're having dialogue and curiosity about what is this connection. The fundamentals class that Bren Hart is teaching through Houston NBC is also beginning. So if you want just the basics, some fundamentals of what is this nonviolent communication, please go to HoustonNBC.org. All of these, we have tuition support or sliding scale for anyone in need. So please don't hesitate if this is calling to you. Thank you. So we've got choices. Um, you can check them out on HoustonNBC.org, right, Karen, for um, Bryn's Fundamentals class? Right. And then Karen's remaining courses, uh, you could also find on her website, KarenStars.com, uh, and I believe you could just do backslash workshops. Um, so a lot of opportunities for you to get your practice in and or even just explore. And we're really glad that you came, you know, here today to listen and connect with us in this way. You can always send us like a voice message through that button at the top or email Karen. She's got a newsletter that's pretty fun to receive. I'm Cece and that's Karen Stars. And this is Courageous Conversations. Thanks for listening. Bye.